Praise God. How many know life sometimes is kind of like a internal combustion engine? Uh, it takes uh, takes some various fluids to keep going. Primarily gasoline, right? And uh, and if you go for a while, uh, pretty soon you're going to stop unless you pull over and get filled up again. And uh, and life's like that a lot in, in many respects, many regards. That uh, we've got to pull over sometimes and get filled up. And uh, that's one of the things we do here, isn't that right? Uh, it's one of the things we do on Wednesday nights as we pull in, get filled up, head back out. And uh, that way you're, yeah, well you don't run out on Thursday. <laughs> not that not that everybody doesn't have their own filling station, <laughs> access to the heavenly gas pumps, uh, but we certainly don't want you to run out, you know, before Sunday. <laughs> Want you to be able to get get back and not get run over, uh, you know, not get hit by someone else uh, in between now and then. And so we're just here to get filled up, get stirred up. Um, amen. And there's different ways that a person can get filled. Of course, if you've never been filled, and uh, uh, you can be filled. If you've been filled and have run out. Uh, you can be refilled. Some of that just happens when we just start worshiping God, and then you, you well, I mean, with an expectation. All right. I mean, you can do anything, and it just be external. You can do anything, and really expect nothing. Hmm. But you can do things with an expectation that there'll be a response. You you can come before the Lord with an expectation that that he's going to be active. It's going to be a dialogue instead of a monologue. We were talking about getting filled up. And like I said before, sometimes you're like your car. You need filled. You need your gas tank filled. Why? It's essential. Sometimes you just don't make it unless you get refilled. You just don't make it the whole way. I mean, if you're if you're driving from here to, you know, L.A., you, well, that's too far for one tank, I guess. But you know, you're driving somewhere within the scope of your tank, uh, tank what it's capable of. If you're not full, you're not going to make it. I know when when uh, you fly airplanes, you can't just you're not allowed to just look at the gauge to see how much fuel you have. You actually have to look at the actual fuel. You have to visually see it. Because if you're in the air and you run out of gas, you're in big trouble. Actually, a lot of accidents happen that way. People actually do run out of gas. And they're flying. You can't pull over. <laughs> pull over and look for a filling station. Essential that you be full. And in many of the things that we do in life, uh, we may not recognize the, the great need there is for us to be filled with Him. Even sometimes for those who run long distance races. You know, a lot of times there'll be people along the, ro along the route that are handing them water or Gatorade or something, whatever they're drinking. And uh, why? Because through the middle of that, they don't want to run out of gas, so to speak. They don't want to run out of energy or run out of fluids. They want to be able to be sustained the whole way. You know, they just like that Gatorade stuff, you know, that's was made to aid the Gators in Florida, the football team. <laughs> so they called it Gatorade and and, uh, and supposedly, I'm not, you know, a nutritionist, but supposedly it has things, at least that's what the sales pitch is, uh, you know, that your body needs to continue to continually operate at a high level uh, for the duration of that event. And uh, our lives, how many understand, are likened unto a race. God's call and plan for our lives is likened unto a, a runner who runs. Um, there is available to every person the needed sustenance the needed spiritual nutrition, whatever you might call it, to finish. Now, 
By the way, side note, a lot of Christians don't finish. They check out early. All right? They get worn out. They get run down. They get to a place where they feel like, I can't make it anymore. I'm stopping. Well, why would that happen? They didn't get filled up. They didn't pull over and get filled up in time. And they ran themselves all the way out, all the way dry, and they could no longer continue, not because aid wasn't available, but because they didn't take time to get it. And sometimes we go and go and go. We do and do and do. And we push and push and push. And that's all fine and good and commendable that a person would give themselves entirely to whatever the Lord had before them. But know this, that it's essential to pull over or land and get refueled and get filled up again. Yes. Nothing that the Lord has provided then is unnecessary for me. I don't ever want to consider anything He told me to do. I don't want to consider any aspect of the Christian life that's revealed to me to be unimportant or unnecessary. Because everything that the Lord instructs me to do, to be a part of, to receive, is then now essential for me to finish what He's given me to do in life. I don't want to go halfway and poop out. I want to run all the way to the finish line and say, nice, I'm still strong. Anything else, Lord? Wow, I feel like I can keep going. Only way I'm going to do that is if I, you know, take time along route to drink, fuel up, get my tires changed, depending on the sport you're talking about, right? It's essential. I've got to receive anything and everything the Lord wants me to receive. Amen. We don't make any of it optional. Might be for somebody else, but not you. Don't let it be for you. Well, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to... No, no, no. If it's something the Lord has for you, no deciding. No deciding if maybe, oh, you know, if I have time, if I get around to it. If, no, 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 no. It's essential. Know this. Every time we pass up a fueling station in the Spirit, we shorten our, our, li- our life. Or we shorten the effectiveness of our life. We shorten what we'll be able to accomplish. All right? We limit the amount of hills we'll be able to climb. We may have to go over to the kitty track. I just can't make this anymore. Well, you would have if you had filled up. Come on now. Let's get filled up some more tonight. What do you say? Amen, amen, amen. I found experiences in my life where I've been filled since being filled have been doing some of what we're doing. The Lord connect, the Lord connects with you in, in glorifying Him. The Lord connects with you in a shout where we're just simply celebrating. Yay, God! And it's just sometimes it's praise, sometimes it's just having fun in God. Fun in the Spirit in the middle of that. You come to yourself and say, Wow, yeah, your, your gauge is way over there past F. How many know that says? Potential. I can go anywhere now. I mean, look at my get my tank. Whereas if you get real down low, you're bumping there on W. Walk. You're getting real low. I'm going to know your options are very limited. Your options in life become very limited. What can I do? Not much. My choice is why well, I might be able to squeak out doing this. But when we do what's necessary to maintain a life full, anywhere, anytime, I can do it, pedal to the metal, I'm not conserving, (laughs) I'm not thinking I got to pull away from this real slow because I don't want my miles per gallon to go down, 
No, I'm full. And, and, and not only that, I know where all the gas stations are. Huh? So I can take off full blast. Sorry, I'm male. I make sounds. <laughs> Women articulate. Men make sounds. <laughs> That's true about little children. Well, there's certainly a, uh, an understanding, a revelation, a direction for, uh, for multiple people here tonight concerning, concerning receiving and partaking, partaking of what God has provided. Being active and being an active participant in the move of God, the move of His Spirit. I'm talking about on a personal level. We ought not ever think that it's just the same. It's going to be the same for me whether I pray or don't pray, whether I come to a meeting like this or don't come to a meeting. And many have the idea Sometimes that because my salvation is through my faith in Jesus, which we teach, that, and that's true and that alone, that anything else that we participate in is unnecessary or really isn't going to make that much of a difference. Certainly the Lord does not call us to be involved in things insignificant, both to our lives and to the lives of others. When the Lord gives us uh, instruction in the Word of God as to how we are to act, as to what we should do when we gather, the fact that we should gather, the fact that we should pray, when He gives us instructions on in med- meditating on the Word of God, things of that nature, we ought not ever let this thought cross our mind that whether I do or whether I don't, it's not going to make much difference in my life in the days to come. Because the fact is, again, He doesn't have us do things that don't matter. He doesn't instruct us to do things that are insignificant in His plan. They are all steps. They are all what we might say pit stops to get what we need to pick up to go to the next place. Hmm. It's, uh, you know, if uh, you know, a mail carrier, a UPS guy or something like that, sometimes they, they, they do pickups, right? They'll do pickups at businesses and not only deliver packages but pick up. And, uh, you know, let, if, uh, if one of these guys is starting at point A and and he's got to end up at point B, and he's got, you know, several stops to make in the middle, but he decides, you know, there's traffic, and there's, you know, I don't want to waste fuel, or I've got something to get to, and so instead of zigzagging through town, making all the appropriate stops, he just decides, you know, I'm just going to go straight there. I've learned in school that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And so I'm going straight to my destination. How many know he can arrive there? He might get to his destination, but he doesn't have anything. And, and he shows up and he says, here I am. And I said, well, don't you have anything? Didn't you bring anything? Where's all the packages? Oh, that took way too much time. I mean, I got busy. You know, I'm a, I've got a busy life. And have you seen the traffic out there? I mean, I've got... So I just decided to come straight here. I saved the company fuel. Yeah, there's less miles on my vehicle. I just came straight over. I mean, no, he missed the point. And this is likewise true in our lives. 
there are things that God wants us to do. Well, I'm just heading straight to heaven. No. <laughs> Some things we've got to get done in the meantime. And even in the even in the fulfillment of God's will for our lives, maybe my destination, you know, is to connect with somebody, some group of people. Well, I'm going to need to have something when I get there. And if I just go straight there and miss out. Is everybody following where where I'm coming from here? This is good. I'm liking this. I go to my prayer closet and I get something. Sometimes I don't even know I don't even know what I got. I got something. And I went to a believers meeting. And I picked something up. I picked something up in the spirit. Sometimes we pick it up up here too. And it registers in our mind and helps us. Sometimes it's just a spiritual impartation. I picked something up. And I went over here. And I, and I had a conversation with this person. And I picked something up. And I got something. Took some time to meditate in the Word. Had hands laid on me. You know, a lot of different things. But we can't act like all those things that we see are irrelevant to where we're going. They're all part. I don't want to show up with an empty truck. <laughs> hmm. And and for some, if you can't relate, well, it might be strength. Like we mentioned earlier, it might be the ability to carry on. It might be the gifts and impartations of God's grace that enable us to do what we can never do on our own. See, because we're we're saved in Jesus, we're forgiven in Christ, all this stuff is true for 100% of us. Again, the, the idea could be there, if I go to a prayer meeting or I don't go to a prayer meeting, I'm still going to end up in the same place. No. Not, I mean, heaven, sure. But in this life, it's not going to be the same. You can't tell me that a person who avails themselves to the things of God, a person who takes God's promises, gets them established in their heart, and the person who memorizes football stats, unless that's your occupation or something, you know, you can't tell me that the result is the same because we're both saved by grace. Salvation is the same, but what happens in their life is not the same. The person who gives themselves to the plan of God, to the uh, equipment that God makes available for their life, has different results. Hmm. Just like the construction worker who shows up with his tool belt gets more done than the guy who just shows up T-shirts and a short and his shorts and flip-flops and let's build a house. What, how are you going to build a house? <laughs> are you going to lick those things together? <laughs> you know, you got to have certain equipment. Let alone, same illustration can go, the guy who shows up might have some tools but doesn't know how to use them. I mean, no, that's one of the things God imparts to us is the ability, the knowledge of how to move with Him, how to do, how to flow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So valuable. Let us never despise things that seem small at the time for not knowing that these things build over time and they increase with use and faithfulness to the small gives us access to the much and doing what the Lord has before us today prepares us for the great things that he has for us tomorrow amen thank you Lord I don't know about you but I'm having fun here tonight because God is talking to us thank you Lord thank you Lord I don't take it lightly amen there's a scripture that was on my heart earlier that many of you know but let's look at it Jeremiah 29 
It's that highlighted verse there. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Say amen when you got it. It says, verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Anybody got a NIV? Can I borrow that? New International Version. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Isn't that good? Now that verse is written directly to Israel when they were captives in Babylon. And uh, they, their, their nation had been taken away basically because they were bad. <laughs> and they came under judgment. And they were, they were taken away. And God was telling them, I've still got a plan for you. I've still got a future for you. I want you to know I'm still thinking about you. I've still got something coming for you. And there was a time. And he said, this is, this is still in the future for you. This is still coming. It's a bright future. It's a good future. I still have plans to make you prosperous. I still have plans to bring you out of this bondage into a new place. And how many think that applies to the believer in the new covenant? Yeah, yeah, since Jesus bore our judgment, that kind of helps out. And so wherever you're at today, I want you to know that's not the final, that's not the final resting place. Uh, God's got a future for you. He's got a hope, an expected end, a bright and glorious plan. A plan. Amen. We use that, some, that word sometimes, but it's a real, it's the real thing. It's a plan that God has. What's, the, what's that plan include? prosperity it includes good things from him it, it, it's it's not a it's not a downer plan it's not a, a a plan where you're just gonna go downhill where your life is gonna get worse and worse and you squeak out at the end no it's a plan for good things for our lives amen good things I think it's I think it's uh, it's valuable for us to recognize the will of God, the plan of God. Because how many understand we can't do, we can't receive the will of God unless we know what it is. And His plan becomes increasingly more and more made known to us as we walk in what we know. That's just the way He is. He's a faith God. There's things He reveals to us step by step. As we move forward, with what we know, then more is revealed. Things become clearer. Things become brighter. The revelation of Him is, is more understood. But I can't walk in what I don't know. I can't trust Him for something I don't know. And so, to the degree I do know it, I focus on that. I value it. Even if to me it seems like Man, this is just kind of a little thing that I know here. Man, look at it. So, whew, it's nice. I love it. It's God. It's the plan of God. And I'm going to look at it. And I'm going to be thankful for it. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. And then you watch. It'll get bigger. But what if I look at it and say, man... Look at that plan. Or I look at what somebody else is doing or what God has someone else involved with. I think, that's what I want. This is never going to grow. I mean, really? This is a lot bigger than I know. But just the light's on that little part right now. But if I think, ah, you know, that's been there for years. It's never growing. And we're too busy looking all around. Lord, what do you want me to do? What about me, Lord? Got a plan for me? Something you want to do in my life? How many know the Lord's saying? Wants us to get us focusing and look back to what we know. Be thankful for it. 
Be glad about it. Rejoice. Do a dance around it. The plan of God. I value it. I treasure it. It's, it's, it's mine. Glory to God. Let's, let's look. Uh, where should we look? First Peter, I think. Everybody there yet? <laughs> Chapter Second uh, Peter three. Verse nine. Second Peter three nine. Says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us. Aren't you glad for that? Long-suffering. That doesn't sound like a good word. We don't use that too much. (laughs) That means suffer a long time. (laughs) We could say he's patient. The Lord is very patient with us. Patient with you. Patient with me. Have you not been quick enough? The Lord's patient with you. You got your eyes off the ball? Been looking around, but not valuing and focusing on what he's given you? The Lord's patient with you. He's patient with you turn back and look he says not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance not willing it's not the will of God that anybody die but that all come to repentance that all would have life if I want the plan of God the will of God to be made known to be revealed to be in effect in my life I've got to do the will of God it's not just Lord work your will in me or you know if his will is is health Lord do that for me well he has by his grace what my focus ought to be on I want to be involved with the will of God. Anytime I see something in His Word that says this is His will, then for me really to be in the middle of His will for my life, I've got to be participating in things that He wants. He really has a will. There are things that He prefers. He prefers life over death. He prefers people getting saved over people getting being lost, dying in sin, right? And so for me, and so I don't want to just be ozony out there when I talk about his will. A lot of this starts real simple. What's his will? That nobody perish, that no person be lost. If that's what his will is, I want to be involved in His will. Do you know that if you've received the Lord, you've already entered into His will. When you got born again, you entered into the great and glorious plan of God. Someone said, I want to be in God's will. Did you receive Jesus? You're there. I mean... That's the biggest thing right there. You've entered into the will of God for your life. What kind of will is that? Plans to prosper you. Plans to give you a future. A hope. Hope is a favorable expectation of good things. That every day I'm expecting good things to come to me from the Lord. Why? That's His plan. I entered into God's plan for my life when I got saved. So if you've taken wrong turns, missed out on some opportunities, focused on wrong things, well, uh, at least you know this, you're in the plan of God to some degree, to the largest degree, by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's a glorious plan for you.
But now there's other things. I'm in. I'm good. I'm in the plan of God. Every one of us have been saved. We can say, I'm in the will of God. I'm in the plan of God. How? Born again. Born of Him. Saved. Washed and cleansed. It was God's great and glorious plan for my life that I be redeemed. And I am. Yay. Okay, now what? what's next? Not to minimize, but God's plan is for all to be saved. Okay, so, so, so that means I should be involved with the plan of God for all other people to be saved. And when I'm focused on that, I'm continuing in the will of God. I'm continuing in the plan of God. What I see is being expanded. What he has for me is growing because I'm making important in my life what's important to him. Amen. Say, well, I've got these other things I want to do. Keep your eye on what he wants you to do. Because you'll watch. A lot of those things, they're of him. And they'll come around. And you'll find that as your vision grows, as the light gets turned up, on the glorious plan of God for your life, you'll see, there it is. I thought that was in there. I'm glad I just didn't go looking for it in the dark. Glad I didn't go fumbling around for that, just trying to make it happen. I kept my eye on what I knew. What I was certain of was God's will and plan for me. And then God let me see more. I've had the Lord deal with me that way before. Or I'm talking to Him about something. And I knew it was in the plan, but I just couldn't see it. It was just, you know, can you see what I'm seeing? I've got a flashlight, and it's, or God does, it's focused on a certain part in His great plan for my life. And I can see part of it. And I know there's stuff over here in the dark. And I'm talking to the Lord about it. I want to see this. I want to see this. And He broadens the light and shows me something else. That I didn't even know was there. But he wanted me to look at that. And not just look at it, get involved in it. There's something he wanted me to do. And I'm like, ah, okay, all right, we're going to do that. I'm yours. You're my Lord, my master. You're, on, you're the Lord on high, the Lord on the throne. I'm going to do that. That's part of the deal here. That's part of the plan for me. I'm going to get to that. What about this? And, and, and it's been to where the Lord dealt with me and said, you do this, get your eye on this, and then I'll talk to you about this over here. It's like, okay. <laughs> In other words, this other part that I really want to see, I really want to be active and, and happening in my life today is not going to happen until I get involved with what the Lord is showing me now. This is why, again, I go back to what we said earlier. There is no thing that the Lord has us do that we should push aside and consider insignificant. As if it's unrelated to the great and full plan of God. If He wants us to do something, it's related now. It's connected. Hmm. That's where sometimes the... uh, Remember the scripture in the Old Testament? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Sometimes in our quest for this thing that we want, this thing that we, we so desire, but it's, we're not seeing it, we're not experiencing, that it's like there's not grace at this, at this time to walk in it. We want to give up something else. Well, Lord, I'll do this, this, and this. And maybe we get involved with something else, even heavier. It's like, this is what God wants me to do, but I'm going to do this more, 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 more. I'll give my time to this over here. And it's like, if I get extra committed (laughs) to something else, then I'm going to convince the Lord to make this other thing happen. No. Whenever the Lord deals with us about something in particular, that becomes the main issue right now. And it doesn't go away over time. Well, it's been a couple years. Maybe, maybe 
I the Lord forgot. <laughs> no, that thing's still there. And until I get to it, the rest doesn't open up. Until I focus on what He wants me to do, the things that I want Him to show me are not going to be clear. The grace won't come to do them. You, it's kind of like, unless you pass third grade, you don't get to go to fourth grade. I mean, how it should be. Focus on that third grade examination. Be a third grade graduate. Then you can go to fourth grade. But Lord, I just want to go to fourth grade. I've been in third grade for five years. Can't you just move me into fourth grade? Yeah, when you pass the test. Then you get to go on. And when the Lord has placed some things before us, it's like running into a wall until we say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it your way. (laughs) I'm going to focus on what you have for me. Amen. The plan of God. Sometimes it's very simple. It's very clear what God wants. Make what God wants what you want. Sometimes we do that in relationships. If someone we're in a relationship with enjoys doing certain things and we really want to be in a good relationship with that person, we'll try to enjoy that ourselves. We'll do what they like to do because it's about them, not about us. And sometimes in our walk with the Lord, it's not all about what I want. In fact, we're supposed to lose our lives to save them. It's not about what I feel like doing right now. It's about what does the Lord want me to do. And if He likes to do it, I like to do it because I like Him. And I like to be with Him. And I like the fact that He likes it. I like to make Him happy by doing that with Him. Let's look at uh, Ephesians 6. Here he's talking about bond servants and masters. Of course, we don't have that, but you, you can see the application. Ephesians 6, 5, verse 5, Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart, as to Christ. How? As to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Not only should I seek to know God's will, my focus ought to be on doing God's will if God's will for me like from Jeremiah like he was for them and even better because I'm in a new covenant if God's will for me is a bright future is a prosperous successful future I want that if his will for me is to be healthy happy whole you know strong fruitful productive those are all things I want in life what should I be about I should be about my father's business I should be seeking not just to experience His blessings, and nothing wrong with that. He gives them for free. But my focus is to do His will from the heart. Not just do it, but do it from the heart. I want to be involved in the will of God. I want to be like Jesus, how the Scripture says that He always did those things that pleased the Father. That was paramount to Him. And talk about a person used. Talk about a person that anointed. It was Jesus. But what he was concerned about was, I want to do his will. I want to do the plan. I want to be involved in what God has for me. Amen. Let's look at a couple others. 1 Thessalonians 3. Uh, yeah, well. Four, four, verse three. 
says, for this is the will of God. I always, those, those scriptures jump out at me. People are saying, what's God's will? This is the will of God. Your sanctification that you should abstain from sexual immorality. So as I want to know the will of God for me. Here's, here's another one. Well, we know it's God, not God's will that any should perish. So that's important to me now. I don't want anyone to go to hell. I don't want anyone to be lost. Why? That's God's will. He's in me. That's my will now. That's what my life is about. He said, this is the will of God, that you be sanctified, separated, that you, what? Abstain from sexual immorality. Can, you, can we still talk about that in church? <laughs> Abstain. That's the will of God. I want the will of God. What do you mean? I want prosperity. How about you zip it up? That's the will of God. No, I just want healing. No. Now, how about you? How about you start thinking about things that are godly and get your mind out of the gutter? That's the will of God. That you abstain from immorality, sexual immorality. Just an example. Say, what does it mean to to be in God's will? That's part of it right there. I can't say, well, that's not important to me because, you know, I, I'm in Christ and I'm just, I just want God's blessing in my life. Well, he can't bless certain activity. Hmm. Can you say blessing blocker? <laughs> yeah. Some things, it's not that the blessing of the Lord isn't inherent in every believer in Christ. It is. But if I'm continually going against the flow and doing things that are contrary to his will, it disrupts the flow. Well, you all enjoyed that, so <laughs> now I know what you're into. <laughs> now, I'm messing with you. Unless I'm not, then I'm not. But but I'm not about to call anybody out. Don't get nervous. I won't tell the Lord on you. <laughs> Chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18 It says, in everything, give thanks, for this is, what? The will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What's the will of God? That I give thanks in everything. So I want God's will. What do you mean? Like, like prosperity and stuff. <laughs> Try this on for size. Stop complaining. Huh? Start being thankful for what you do have, for what the Lord has given, and then you're starting to click with God's will for your life. Amen. I want to be in God's will. Let's see you get your hands up for a while. <laughs> Let's see you get your hands up driving down the freeway. You know, keep your hands on the, on the wheel, but you know when someone else does something bad <laughs> and you're willing to quick to rip them apart, and gripe and complain about every problem there is in the world, which there are a gazillion, and start being a person of thanksgiving. That's the will of God. How are we supposed to act in this New Testament? We're to be very, very thankful. Very, very grateful and thankful for all that the Lord has done. Amen. Amen. First John ch chapter 2. You like this one. 1 John 2, 17. It says, And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. He who what? Does the will of God. Listen. If I'm doing the will of God, I'm paying attention to what he wants me to do. Within the pathway of my life are the necessary fuel breaks, Gatorade splashes, <laughs> tire changes, whatever. There, in the will of God is, is the necessary ability and equipment and refreshing for me to make it to the end. 
He who does the will of God abides forever. They just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. (laughs) Amen. Let's look at one more. Colossians 4. You shall be energized. Colossians 4.12 says, Epaphras, who was one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Why? That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. It seems to me that... uh, that Epaphras was recognizing that some of the Christians there at Colossae were having a tendency to get off track and get out of God's will, His plan for, for their lives. And so he got to praying. Must be a kind of prayer that's effectual. He got to praying for them. And he prayed The Bible said fervently. He didn't just like, oh, Lord, bless Connie. Lord, (laughs) you know, amen. No, he was praying fervently. Why? That That they would stand fast in the will of God. That means it's not automatic that we're necessarily going to catch everything that God has for us. We're always going to automatically walk in His perfect will. But there needs to be a standing fast. Amen. And note this, because I know I'm talking to people who care about and are interested in the will of God. But when you see someone that's not, or someone stepping to the right or to the left, can you see that you can pray for them? You can pray fervently for them. Pray that they'll stand fast. When you see someone getting distracted, when you see someone getting off course, pray for them. God loves them so. I'm talking even believers now. We talk about there's ways to pray for lost people. Talking about believers who are not paying attention to doing the will of God. Pray for them. God's Spirit will work in their lives so they come back. They'll stand strong, stand fast, be complete, amen, be perfect and complete. How? What does that mean? Completely in the will of God. I want to be completely in the will of God, where if he thinks it, I think it. If it's important to him, I got it. It's important to me. All God's preferences are mine, amen. And the light gets brighter and brighter. It's wider and wider. I'm seeing more and more. And those things that my heart desire, man, they're coming to pass because I got my mind fixed on what he desires. As, remember Psalm 37, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Not if I delight myself in the desires of my heart. If I delight myself in Him, He gives me what, what I love, what, what, what brings me delight. But too many times, we're, again, we're trying to focus on those delights, not delighting in the Lord, and so we don't even get either. The way of God is, is the way. Amen. He's got a great and glorious plan for each and every one of us. And we walk in that step by step. Amen. Amen. Everything's in the road now. Everything's in the plan for you. Everything that you need to make it to the end. It's all there in in the plan. Don't get off track trying to look for something. Well, I feel like I just need this. Not about what you need. Most of your problems go away if you forget about you. In the plan of God, we intersect 
all the things that we want and desire in life. Don't get off the freeway driving around in a bad neighborhood looking for something you think you need. Stay on the plan. Stay on that path. And you'll run into the stuff. The right people. The provision. The right connections that you need. The revelation. Amen. Headlights, they go forward. Keep looking that way. There's enough gas stations. Enough believers meetings on the path. Enough believers around. We'll be there to agree and pray with you. See you through. There's enough teaching in there. Revelation of God's word. Enough prayer meetings. Everything's right there. It's gonna, always going to be enough. Amen. Well, I need more of this. No, you need more of the plan. Trust that everything will be there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we're so grateful for the glorious plan of God. For the wisdom that you have to see, to look out in front, down the road, to get things ready for us. And as we keep our eyes and our minds stayed on you, we never leave that place of provision and rest, a place of fullness and happiness. Thank you for your will, what you want for us. Glory to God. And we receive every good gift in the plan every impartation that's needed to cause us to stand we receive the bountiful supply for every day of our lives we'll not go without we will not be left stranded we'll not be running on empty for in your plan there is a fullness of all we need in this life to succeed And Lord, we believe that you're at work in us now.